forgot the claps, but whatever. Welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. I am Ryan, not Jeremy this time, here with Jeremy. And today we are going to talk to you about Record Store Day and the state of records in general, uh, the delays on things, and just the whole community. We were talking a little bit before this. Probably should have started recording earlier, but whatever. Hey, we're still new, man. <laughs> and it's morning, so good yeah, morning, morning, even though whoever listens to this probably won't be listening to it first thing in the morning. But if you are, good morning. So uh, most of you people are familiar with Record Store Day. If you are not, Record Store is a day where there are tons of exclusive releases on that day to support independent record stores, to promote the stores, and just spread the word about vinyl in general. And yeah, I take it as a... Um as a way to support your local businesses is how it started and support the artists that make the records, you know, by getting some weird fucking variant or whatever. Used to be they put a lot of, like, B-sides and live shows and yeah, shit, yeah, and yeah. they still do, but it seems to be currently now they kind of oversaturate it with things that have already been done too many times. Like, this previous record store day, we had Patti LaBelle. Yeah, Patti LaBelle. Or no, 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 Donna Summers, I'm sorry. Donna Summers, They yeah. did that picture disc of her one album, and we have an entire crate of them for a dollar. I didn't even order that just because. Yeah, they, what is it, like 30 bucks? 30 bucks, where you could get the actual album, not picture disc, for a dollar or two. It seems to be Cash that they kind of oversaturate not needed represses and Definitely. don't really focus as much on new things or things that haven't been done in a while or unique things like they kind of used to. And we're going to break down why that is or why we think that is at least for you guys and so you have a better understanding of it from the distribution side and the record store side and all that it takes going into it and all the issues that we have along with it. Well, I like that Ryan can give you a point of view as a business owner, and I can give you the point of view as the customer, so you can kind of see how that relationship works. So um, when you come in the shop record store day, I usually have you help me out. Right. What is it that you would like to see out of record store day that you don't currently? I wish it was only once a year again. Yep, I agree, because it seems to take away... It's always like the first day is the biggest one. Right. And then the ones that linger after that, like this last one that we just did in June, wasn't nearly as good as the one in April. And I don't know if that was because I didn't have free beer and free stickers. No, I don't think it's that at all. I think The list was way shorter. Right. Or they'll put one album that everybody fucking wants... But do it in super low quantities. And yeah, exactly. It'll be like three thousand, and no, and you can't get it. There's usually Amoeba has fucking three hundred yeah, of them because yeah, they order a whole pallet of them. There's usually I think it's thirteen hundred stores that participate in Record Store Day, or maybe it's okay. eleven hundred. All right, both of those numbers stick out to me. But either way, it's over a thousand. So you have to think each store is ordering multiple copies of every record, and you get a store like Amoeba or. I don't know, any other off the top of my head that are like Newberry Comics. Newberry Comics and uh, Vertigo and Dearborn Music and just bigger stores with bigger populace. The city, like, they're ordering 10 to 20 to 30 and above copies of this record that's limited to, let's say, 3,000. So I got 10 people here that want that. 
you don't ever actually get the quantity that you ordered. Like if I order six, chances are I'm going to get three. Sometimes I get one, sometimes I get none, sometimes I get all six. It just kind of is... Depends how it fucking falls, It's right? all over the place. And it's very hard to gauge what people are going to want on my side of it because I do listen to a lot of stuff, but there are things that people listen to that I don't listen to or things that might be new or old represses that I wasn't aware of or old albums that are getting repressed that I wasn't aware of. And it's stressful to try to get pieces of everything and enough quantity for everybody. And it can be a royal pain. And I go through that list when it comes out like 10 times just that day. And then another few times after that, I have my partner at the record store look over it. I usually have you look over it. Yep. call other friends and send them the list or tell them to look over it just so I can get an idea like what are you guys looking for and I you know I can't guarantee anything as I'm not going to break down all the rules or whatever but anybody that's attended they know I can't guarantee copies so it's hard I have a love hate relationship with that and 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 I wait I'm all like here is the only time I've participated in record store me too actually and the first time I ever went to Record Store Day, I ran Record Store right. Day. And that was the first one I went to. So I didn't get in line. I helped. And I continue to do that. I just feel it's just like a way that I can contribute to it and uh, help out my friends. I like it. But my problem with not knowing is it could be a customer that's been waiting in, in the line, that's never come into the store before, and... You just, you don't have it. Ryan can't get it. It didn't get shipped, whatever. Where, like you said, he could have ordered 10 copies. And it's kind of, it sucks to see that disappointment. On the other hand, I like the fact that that whole chance and luck is involved in it. Because then it makes, when you do get the album, or 45, or whatever the fuck it is, you appreciate it a lot fucking more, I can tell you that. Yeah, for sure. We've had people that have been coming up a lot from downstate because they feel like they have a better chance of getting it here because the lines aren't as ridiculous. But this past one, I mean, it was pouring rain out. I still had 30 people lined up in the morning during a huge storm, which I let everybody come in and just hang out till then. And like you said, that was kind of a, that was probably the shittiest release as far as uh items this last since, yeah this last one since yeah. i've been with you guys involved in it well it was basically they took every delay that happened from the first one and everything that didn't make it due to pressing plant issues right. and etc which COVID. we're gonna get into shortly here they took everything that didn't make it and lumped it into a list for the next one. So the first one in April had 424 releases or something like that. And the second one in June had 75, which 10 of those 75 ended up getting delayed by the time the list came out. So there was really only 65. The items just really weren't that. I mean, I still got shit in the front of the store that I put at cost in the store that just didn't move. And I feel like once the day is over, the initial hype of the records is diminished significantly just because people aren't in the shopping mood or they're well, not. Well, yeah, it takes away not, that it takes away the I got it on record store day. Yep. You're not standing in line and you getting the rush of getting it, it right. there. So it's not like they come in for that unless they were specifically looking for that. Right. Another thing from my point of view, sometimes it does suck watching people like you're like oh man i was gonna get that because i'll wait till everybody's done 
And then if there's anything left over that I like had an eye on, I'll snatch it up. I don't, I don't, I just try not to think about it. I'm just like happy that that person got it, you know, at the same time though, you're like, damn. Yeah. You know, I think around here, I think it's a really good thing. It's cool to see more and more people each time get into it. And the more people learn about it and the more I spread the word about it, the more the store spreads the word about it. And just people that have attended tell their friends and they come to the next one. Or right. Whatever. It's cool to see it grow each time because the first time that I did it, I had 45 records or something like that because okay. they significantly shorted my whole order. Like like I said, you might order 10 and get one or whatever. And that could that be happened because you were a uh, first time. Because I was a brand new store, okay. so I'm last on the list. They don't give a shit what I get. They're like, yeah, give the guy the scraps or whatever. But as I keep doing it more, they seem to be getting better, better with giving you better shit. Better and better. But it's still hard to gauge should I get 10 of these to hopefully get five or am I going to get all 10 or whatever? You know, I wish it was what you order is what you get because there is an allocation. If you have 3000 copies, then on the website that you order them from for the distributor, it should calculate that as they're going and distribute it to X amount of stores. You would think. I know for certain albums like the Taylor Swift, they, yeah. you were only, I think five was the max that you could get. And I had three, which I was happy about. Uh, I wish I would add five because that went crazy for some reason. That was selling for $500 that day or whatever. Well, that brings me to when Record Store went, like, corporate. We're like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? It, I think it was the rise in popularity of... Of records, most definitely. But do you feel, as a business owner, that because of Taylor Swift and others, it's affecting vinyl that people want? 100%. I mean, Look at that Adele situation, Adele's 30 album. I mean, well, how many did they press? Do you know the number? Um, I, half a million, I yeah, think. Yeah, something crazy like that. Something ridiculous. I and mean, I could be wrong. It could be 100,000, but I know it was six figures. It was, right. And I don't, I'm don't. i not sure on that exact number, but I know. I do know that I she had everywhere. a slight delay, though. Even Adele, with how oh, big okay. she is, she still had a slight delay. And Taylor Swift did also. They have to put their records in for production months and months and months yeah, before they actually crazy. come out to get them out on that release date. Otherwise, they don't come out. Well, my thing is, with that, I believe that like punk rock, hardcore, metal, underground music of the 90s kept Wax alive. Yep, for a long time. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it kind of... Because there's a lot of songs that um in underground music that that's the only way you could get it there was no fucking streaming nothing like i had to get a turntable out of necessity not because it was fucking cool and now those bands that kept that shit afloat get bumped way the fuck back for some fucking donna summer represses and taylor swift like that shit that pisses me off about the industry and i understand that it's it you know it's just all about money but it seems like record store day is leaning more and more that way as the years go on. Which will ultimately be its fall, I right. think. Because people, how many Led Zeppelin box sets can you buy? How many Eagles B-sides can you buy? How many Beatles and Paul McCartney's and John Lennon's and outtakes and well, studio and that's why I think random shit like can It will go buy? down because you can only release all the good shit and then you're releasing crap just to say oh this is so-and-so's you know the first time they saw saying this on the bathroom and like you said bigger artists take 
priority over smaller artists. And right. That's for a couple reasons. One, typically they're pressing larger quantities, and the plants are going to want to press a larger quantity because it makes more sense for them. They don't have to keep changing out pressing plates and shit. Every, I think pressing plates do roughly 20,000 records okay. before you have to change them. So if you're a band that's doing 2,000 records, you know, I have friends that are, they run their own labels and stuff and uh, that are either hip-hop or metal or whatever, and they press all their own stuff independently, and, you know, they're usually doing like 2,000 copies or whatever, but they wait six, seven, eight, sometimes a whole year for that shit to come out, and... I forgot where my original point was. <laughs> well, that's what, with the record industry taking yeah. that time, it's like the bands, the type of bands, and the type of people that kept that shit alive all being those put years on the back burner are, now. Exactly, are being put out for fucking MCA and Capital. Like they're learning to take control back. You know, like they're kind of taking revenge for us fucking stealing music and shit, you know, in the 90s and 2000s. Like, oh, we got you now, motherfucker. And they keep cranking out the same represses as kind of like a safety net because they know that the shit's going to sell so they don't have the risk associated with it. If you have a band like an independent artist does his own stuff and a lot of times the digital release will come out before the physical release does. And to anybody that doesn't understand this, um, I get messages all the time when a digital release comes out like, hey, can you get this? I'm like, yeah. But it doesn't come out for five months right. from now. And they're like, it just came out today. I'm like, yeah, digitally, but it doesn't come out physically most of the time until way down the road. Due to all those delays. And chances are you got an independent artist who just released their album. They put it out digitally, but you got to wait six, seven months to get that thing physically. The hype for it is down right. by the time. I mean, they already ran their campaign. And by the time it comes out, people, I mean, you have things coming out new every single day. So their attention span is, oh, oh, this is great, this is great, and then boom, the next big thing comes out, and you're off of that already. And that that is a that's they can't sell those small quantities as risk-free as they could as like Fleetwood Mac's rumors. So they crank those out to meet quantities or whatever, but they're hurting all of the independent artists and smaller artists and people doing smaller runs by doing that because it discourages them from even want to putting their shit out on vinyl because you might have six, seven months delay and then say you get a test pressing back and it's screwed up, okay? You got to send that back to the label that did it and then you're back at the beginning of the queue yeah, that to get sucks. your shit done. So there's another three or four months to get your incorrect test press back and that's before they even start making any of the records. Then you got a way to approve it then you got to wait for them to actually press it up. Then it finally comes out, and people don't even give a shit at that point. Either they pre-ordered and they're all up in your email, like, I want my money back because you didn't have it on the day that it came out. And as an artist and business owner, you have to abide by that because that's... Customers your, always, right? Yeah. And, I mean, well, not always, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's how the saying goes. Well, I'm sure you can agree with this. It's like when the el- album comes out and they put all their fucking hype into it and the shit drops off, six months later the album comes out, that album has to be has to fucking really stand out to be like, all right, I still want it in six months, you know? And that is very shitty. And it's only going to be nerdy dudes like us that are going to wait for that shit. But your everyday listener, I don't think so. 
Probably not usually, no. Not unless they're a big fan of what it is. Right. If you're a strictly this or that collector or whatever, some people like to complete full runs of albums and stuff. Right. And by the time that shit drops, you're like, I don't even want it anymore. Yeah, you or you forgot that you ordered it in the first place. That it has shows happened up to at me. your house and you're like, what the hell is this? And you open it up. Yep. Like, oh, shit. That has happened to me a couple of times with the pre-order thing where you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot all about this. So these delays are caused by numerous, numerous issues. There's a shortage on metal to make up pressing plates. There's a shortage on PVC. I remember, I can't, I think it was in Texas 2020, there was a fire at one of two spots in the world that produce, I don't remember if it was the PVC or the metals for pressing plates. It was one or the other. Okay. One of the two spots, which was the biggest spot, burnt down. So that caused a huge delay, and then COVID and the pandemic and all that, and people having to be laid off and not being able to be at work, and shipping was another thing. I would deem pressing records essential. Yeah, you would, but (laughs) not everybody else would. I mean, I would too. I would have loved to see it happen that way, but there was so much shit that got delayed, and a lot of things that got canceled that never even got pressed at all. Yeah, that sucks. Because they just said, screw it. The shipping for everything went up. The cost of everything went up. Now you're getting an indie artist that has to charge $30, $35 for the record. And not everybody's going to pay that for an artist that they don't know, or at least don't know that well. So, you know, you can safely crank out Beatles and Led Zeppelin at 35 40 bucks, and people are going to buy it just because of what it is. But yeah. you're cranking out whoever the hell they need to charge the same for it. It's not moving like that because people don't take a chance as much on that. Well, I think it's like as long as you put record store day sticker on it, it'll sell. That's their, that's got to be their theory. Which is kind of true. Right. I mean... In a, in a sense, but not many people are going to pay $60 for a fucking 12-inch single. You know what I mean? Or $40 even. I wouldn't. And then you got to, you know, from your point of view, you shell out the money then you have to put it down to cost or even lower just to get it moved because you don't want it collecting dust yep. i don't know it just seems really ass backwards or there's stores that'll sell prior to record store day even happening like if you go on ebay and stuff ahead of time that week of usually oh, the there's flippers? stores flipping the shit already i fucking hate flippers and there's stores that when that taylor swift record came out they were holding raffles to have a chance to buy it. So you could buy a ticket and have the chance to buy the record, but not guaranteed to actually buy it. So they're still making money off the raffles, and then they got the people that are going to buy the record or whatever. When so it, you enter the raffle to have a chance at buying it. Yep. It's pretty slick. I heard of two or three stores doing that. I'm not going to do that. Well, no, that's I fucked feel, right up. I feel like it should violate the record store oh it does because you have to agree to this long long list of shit each time that you do it you have to re-agree to these terms and the terms are i mean i'm not going to go through all of them but you can't sell online until 1 p.m that day no holds no nothing like that but there's nothing in there about raffles and i don't know if that's because that hadn't been done up until this point because that was the first time i heard of it i'm sure somebody thought of it well morally it's uh obviously a cash grab and they're fucking people up their ass and exploiting them exploiting record store day and what it was supposed to be about yeah. but i mean like anything you get those if somebody can figure out a way to exploit it like that they're gonna yeah and i sure. feel like it's 
like I said, it's going these shitty releases. I just hope that they come out with some real fucking bangers like Black Friday. I haven't seen the list yet. Yeah. I've been waiting on it because yeah. usually it pops up a couple months in advance or they start talking about it at least, but there's been no talk of it yet. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they do, but usually Black Fridays are smaller. You know, I True. wish they would bring it True. back to where it's just me. one day a year yep. and then you want to kick out some extra items for Black Friday, whatever. But the cost of them keeps going up on my end. The cost of them keeps going up on the consumer's end. Well, and there's a lot of issues at play that affect every element of that. I love doing Record Store Day. It's great. I'm not complaining. I'm not trying to complain, at least. I am complaining about the things that bug me about it or things I would like to see changed. But I am happy that I've been able to bring it to Alpina and see all the people enjoy it. And it's a really fun day because you get all these people coming in here talking to you about music and I mean, that happens every day, oh, yeah. it's but like, not at the capacity it's our that holiday, it does on you know what I mean? Day. It's fun throughout the whole day to just see people's excitement to right. getting their records and to getting what they wanted or finding what they didn't know came out or whatever the case may be. I wonder when the bubble's going to burst. Like anything, it's going to happen at some point. Popularity or the cost or both? The popularity. I think it's going to be around for a long time. But, It'll always be around to the collectors and to the music people. Oh, yeah. I'm but just, from a consumer point, I would like to see the shit come down a little bit more. Yeah, so it was less expensive. Because your average record's 25 bucks bare minimum. Yep. And quality control's gone down. Plants are overburdened, and they're trying to meet the demand of X amount of records. And they can't because they're short-staffed, short material. They have a queue that's backlogged for a whole entire year. And... The demand is so high that the plants can't meet it. The demand year-round, consumer-wise, for records is 300 to 400 million, and, and the actual yeah. output's only like 160 million. Yeah, that's uh, an impo- that's impossible to keep up with that kind of demand. But I know, or I feel that I don't know. I feel that a lot of people buy that shit, like the Thriller picture disc. That's always going to sell. But there's those people that, and I and I'm not knocking that at all. If you have a, Thriller picture disc, more power to you. But buy the record. It sold like 7 million fucking copies when it came out. Why are you going to pay 30 bucks for a shitty sounding picture disc? I'll never understand that. And you can go to pretty much any record store, and I guarantee they have a copy of Thriller. Yeah, it's sold like... Or they might not, I don't know, because it does sell constantly. Uh, We are always running out of of it. it, but we get it. Every other collection that we buy, there's a Thriller yeah, album yeah. in there. So we usually have it, but every time we have it, I mean, it's gone every single time. It doesn't matter if it's $5, 10 15 30 It sells every single time. Yeah, it's amazing, man, how that shit has skyrocketed. Now that it has become that popular, you have invest- people that are purely in it for the investment. and Or they just flip. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, that shit, I, I, I hate it because it, it takes shit away from me. That I would want to get, but I, you know, you have Flipper, they make 500 copies of Flipper, gets 100 of them, and doubles the price. Like, I'm not going to buy that shit. There's no fucking way, man. But then they do a repress six months down the road of the same exact thing in a different color. Right, and, and it's, you it's know. the you, same story over and over again. Exactly. Like they'll say that, oh, this is limited to 2,000. And the okay, price but just that's keeps only rising. limited to 2,000 of that color. And they got another 4,000 of this color, right. 2,000 of this color, 500 of this one. 
I've noticed that OBI strips have gotten very popular. Yeah, the OB strip. Mainly in underground hip-hop stuff. I don't quite understand why or what the fuck the deal is with it. Like, to me, it's just a strip. And back in the day of older records, that was just, you'd get a Japanese print and that would be on it. Yeah, I could see a band like Wu-Tang doing it as like a... As like as a, like a nod to yeah, the fucking. That would make sense. Those things. I, I have noticed that though. Every single time a record comes out with an OBI strip, and they're always less quantity, but they make them more expensive because of the strip. Who knows what the fucking strip actually says? And they're sold out every single time. Yeah, first, that's weird. first thing every single time, no matter what. There's but people an, on it's Instagram piece that, I that see. can fucking be like, oh, I have this with it. Yep, bragging rights. It's a, basically. It's a Japanese price tag is what it is but most of the people don't play the shit yeah statistically 48 percent of people don't actually play their records they either frame them or right they just sit on a shelf and they use them as oh i got this i got that or i got whatever and that's why i'm like i'm waiting for the popularity to kind of slow down a bit so then those people sell that shit so it I comes can get back it. into the store. Right. <laughs> yeah. It comes back into circulation, you know. And I and that'll happen at some point. I've been waiting for it to happen the last couple of years. Like I've had a handful of records here and there, people bought new that have traded right. back in or whatever, but usually once they buy it, they don't bring it back. Oh yeah, that's good. Unless they had a defect or something, but Yeah, that's a whole different story. Which has happened a lot more often than it used to, which is due to the overburdening of pressing plants in general. Yeah, there definitely needs to be a couple of, like, if pressing plants could go up, they could put a new one up every week for the rest of the year, and it probably wouldn't be enough. Main problem is most of them are not in America. Yeah, overseas. Like, you get a lot of made in the Czech Republic, made in Canada, made in Germany. Yep. I see a lot. Those three are the main suppliers of all that. Poland I don't see quite as often, but I do. But Czech Republic, Germany, and Canada for sure. Yeah, those are the three I see the most. Almost every single record store day item that comes out is from Czech Republic. And most, uh, like all the Blue Note Tone Poets they're doing, I believe those are all Czech Republic. They can get them done the the fastest, apparently. I think it's, well, actually, I really don't know what it is. (laughs) It's just I don't know if it's cheaper to (laughs) sublet it over there. I don't know, because to me, I would think you got to pay to ship. Well, you don't really have to pay to ship the information initially, but when you are getting this product shipped back to you, you have, you know, they got to come on a boat. They aren't flying all these over, I don't think, or if they are, they're not in huge quantities. But the shipping costs from it reaching to the Czech Republic or from Canada or from Germany is ridiculous to get it here from the beginning and then you have all the delays and shipping containers and things getting held up and yeah. customs and stuff and i've heard stories of there still being boxes and boxes and boxes of records on freighters that oh i'm sure never is. made it through from two years ago I that are just it. waiting to be put yeah out. they'd have to be um brought over like barged or shipped by water which records are heavy as fuck yeah especially <laughs> like, you're shipping can you think of twenty thousand like, yeah. albums or Half a million, like imagine when Adele's shit got shipped over. That would take a literal freighter to. Yeah, a lot. Of you can't just fly heavy. that. <laughs> it's too goddamn heavy. There needs to be more plants put up in the United States. You know, Jack yep. White has his stuff. There's smaller independent labels that have their own stuff. But the problem with the smaller independent labels is 
major labels are subletting their smaller quantities of shit to them and some accept some don't whatever but that's tying them up too which is going back to pushing back the smaller artists and not allowing them to get their shit out on time because the smaller companies are backed up with the major companies scraps basically they're like we don't want to do these pressing runs of 2000 or 500 or whatever so you get them and i've heard of one or two places that no matter your run the size what it is when it came out whatever your spot in line is exactly the same it doesn't matter if you're fucking adele or a local uh, band a local band like yeah you you could be like state the odds or something okay and, and you could be like we want to do 200 records and you got taylor swift in front of you all right well they're getting taylor done first but we'll do yours next instead of pushing you to the back for a smaller quantity most big places will push all the small quantities right. down to the end because they're inconvenient because of swapping materials and shit and that makes sense from a manufacturing standpoint but, but from a consumer standpoint right. it fucks everything yep. up i um it'll be interesting to see over the next few years, if records keep on continuing to climb in value as they are. Collectability, they'll always climb in value. It just kind of depends on what it is down the road. Right. Like the mobile fidelity stuff seems to retain its value quite a bit. Well, you always have those certain ones. But what do you, I don't, I just can't see the, a repop of Fleetwood Mac rumors being worth anything in 25 years. As compared to having, say, an original press that you would pay the same amount for right now. You know what I mean? I wouldn't think so, because you oversaturate something, then right. it's going to diminish that value over right. time. Right, that's where it's like, I've been through the baseball card bubble. I've been through the comic book bubble. I didn't fuck with Beanie Babies, but I think well, my I grandma watched did. Watched it happen. Yeah, yeah, watched it happen. And it's like... There's been a Pokemon card a, oh, bubble yeah. for a while. Yep. And I've seen... I do think that the record industry, or how it's done with vinyl, the vinyl community itself, has done a a good job of trying to keep it limited, and it just seems over the last year that they've been putting out, like, these huge quantities of bullshit, or, like, when Walmart and Target got in the game, is like, what the fuck, man? You know, I kind of knew at that point that those records were going to take precedent over the local fucking hardcore band punk band or whatever it might be it's kind of it's a double-edged sword for the consumer i think walmart needs to stay in their own fucking lane (laughs) oh yeah from your point of view you want to burn that bitch down yeah i mean generally speaking most people would rather come here because you go to walmart or target or urban outfitters or one of the many random spots that sell records due to the hype you're not going to get a person that knows the album if you were to pick up a record in walmart and go could you tell me about this or this yeah. artist or yeah. whatever the fuck? Like, they don't have a record specialist there. They right. don't have a, any of that shit. They're not going to pay somebody to do that. Maybe they would. I don't know. It's not like they can't afford it. But point being, no, they, don't, gonna. they don't have a guy there with that. They have you that have guy that issue, unlocks the fucking video games. You have an issue with a turntable. They're not going to know how to fix it. You have a replacement thing, like a replacement cartridge. Uh, you need a belt. You need a repair. You can't get that at a big box store like you can here. You can't go there, flip through crates, and find some random gem from yeah, however Walmart long ago. Sell used You're going to find a fucking Walmart exclusive. And Walmart exclusives, I don't know people's interpretations of these, but my interpretation and observation 
viewing people talk about them is they think because it's a Walmart exclusive. I remember when all those Metallica records yep. went way up in value. So I think that set the bar for people to be like, oh, this is going to, it says Walmart exclusive. That means it's exclusive to them for X amount of copies and whatever the hell. That particular color variant. And all Walmart does is they are obviously a multi-billion dollar corporation. So they get a hold of the pressing plants, the distributors, whoever, and they just pay extra to have, okay, well, we're going to crank out these colors and slap a Walmart exclusive sticker on them. There's no difference than that same record if it was a new release coming out here. They have indie exclusives here. It's the same thing. Right. They just want you to buy 100 different versions of the same It's a album. marketing ploy. Right. The thing that bugs me about it is that they say, a lot of them will say Walmart exclusive limited, but it's an unlimited quantity. Yeah, they never say how They're, many it's I actually mean, limited right, to. It's, or they it's might indefinite. only limit it to, okay, we got 10,000 pink ones, but then we also have 10,000 blue ones, we got 10,000 right. white ones, we got 10,000 of this, that, and the other. And I mean, that's just like anywhere. If you want to get the good shit, you go to the specialists, you know? Yeah. Plus, I think you get a more wholesome experience in a record store because you're in that environment. Like, you go into Walmart and other stores, you have, at least with the Walmart here, I'm sure everywhere else it's set up in kind of the same area, but you go to a Walmart here, you got TVs, video games, cell phones, printers, all this shit, people walking around with their groceries. I feel like the environment doesn't set as well as it does in a record store. You walk into a record store, you have that kind of old record smell oh you know well, what i mean definitely the atmosphere you got music is a part playing, of it you got guys talking about music you got other people digging through stuff like yeah. oh this is cool or kids finding shit for the first time or whatever definitely and you don't get that in another store Fuck, it's no. totally lost upon people yeah that's and definitely that's a part the of the fun. experience for sure exactly that's half the fun of digging through records is the community of people that you meet through it right oh i tie i agree totally I foresee the future um, looking interesting, though, for vinyl. Hopefully the prices either maintain or go down a little bit. And the Do you think 45s are going to make their comeback? Because we were kind of talking about that the other day. Yeah, and we if were... they do, I'd be fucking real happy. I, <laughs> I got a lot that's of 45s. That's right. When you stopped in here yesterday, we were talking about that. Um, yeah, I don't see why not. Because I, I think a lot of people, off. I know they're more inconvenient because you got to swap a song every song or whatever, or swap a side every song. Right. But the average consumer is looking for that song. Well, everybody and, has that, you know, 30 second attention span now, and we're living in like a singles market. So I'm just I thinking. I think if, if the price of 12 inches continues to exceed like it does, that 7 inches will start to make a return. Yeah, that's kind of how currently. I was cassette tapes are making a return right because they take less time and material to make so a lot of indie artists are going that way because they're like oh i can get my shit released for 15 bucks to buy the tape and it doesn't take a whole year to produce yeah it's a you know inferior format you could argue but i think in that sense because i grew up with fucking cassette tapes and maybe people that would be five six years mid 40s 50s would have more of an attachment to cassette tapes even than i would per se it, but yeah the whole inferior quality thing is like what gets me and most it's people buying like an, tapes i see are kids yeah right it's almost never an older guy. it's like for a um like the novelty of it because they didn't grow up with it and they want to experience yep. it yeah 
that's um, that's kind of what I thought. It's cool to have. I like cassette tapes, man. I have a small collection of them, but no, they're fun. I just I don't play mine all exactly. That often. Um, another thing about what Record Store Day is doing lately that really bugs me is they have people pay close attention to this. There's a Record Store Day exclusive. There's a Record Store Day first, and then I think there's one other one, but I can't remember what yeah, it is. Yeah, there's three. So the exclusive is. This is only coming out for Record Store Day. Right. You're not going to see it again in another um, format, at least not right away. Everything always gets repressed down the road, or most things do. But when you get a Record Store Day first, that comes out for Record Store Day. And it will come out later. And then they already have another queue lined up to repress it down the road. And usually the only thing they do is change the color, or they have a different cover, or they might add an extra track or something. And to me, so you're clouding up the pressing plants with, let's say, Fleetwood Mac rumors, because that's <laughs> been a good example yep. so far. And you're clouding up, or filling up the pressing plants with all this and trying to get this done. And, okay, so they released this record store day first. They did 10,000 copies of it, let's say. Now, think of all the bands prior to that that got pushed behind because of those 10,000 copies. And then you're going to take another X amount, let's say another five to 10,000 copies, and then release them two months down the road after record store day. So you have 20,000 copies holding up and pushing back what other bands could have being put out. And it hurts all the independent artists, smaller artists, or the people who aren't to legend status like Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and the obvious. And that really that's my biggest gripe with Record Store Day. Other than that, everything they do is pretty solid, pretty cool. But that right there is one of the major driving factors of the delay in records. That and the over-demand for pressing colored records because you almost cannot find anything black anymore. Yeah, that, that's what you were saying, and I, I don't care what color it is, black, you know, green, white, whatever. I mean, I get it however I can get it as far as the uh, vinyl goes. Um, Have you ever noticed colored sounding worse? Because some people argue that. Okay. If you ha- I don't have a $30,000 system. Maybe you could tell the difference there, but I can't tell the difference with my shit. I think that goes to back in the day. Right. When colored vinyl wasn't the norm and they didn't have it. I Picture so, discs have come a long way, too. Yeah, exactly. Same kind of thing. Uh, but a picture disc is a different plating process right. than a normal record right. is. And... You can tell the difference between those. Yep. The colored materials, um, I believe it's still just PVC. I yeah, don't think that's any other different material. So I don't personally see how or why it takes longer or whatever. Maybe the temperatures have to be different to actually press yeah, the record properly. The I don't know what itself. it is. That's I'm not in that industry. But that is the thing that drives delays further is it's the, color. the different because you lay out a splatter record. You got to place those pellets a certain way and all that shit. And it takes longer than just if you had a black record. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and search Third Man, they show you how they do a tricolor and it's, it's cool. I, the process of how records are made is always cool to watch. Definitely. No matter how many times you watch it. It's amazing how like a clump of fucking plastic... Yeah, little pellets turn into this thing with a bunch of grooves that you can read on it. What about, okay, since we're talking about the process, in older records, I could tell the difference between virgin vinyl 
and recycled vinyl. And most of the shit's recycled from um, back in the day. But do you think that virgin vinyl sounds any better? I mean, I don't... I'd have to have... You'd almost have to have a comparison. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have to have an actual 100% virgin vinyl and then a recycled record side by side to be able to tell that. Yeah, that would be great. Because often they're not recycled because the PVC material has to be re-burnt and all this other shit, so they don't really recycle it. Yeah, not anymore, they don't. you think they would because there's a million and one Eddie Arnold records, there's a million and one fucking... Lim Whitman and uh, just all this shit that is like in clearance bins and the bottom shelves and put out front of the store for free and whatever, you would think, okay, let's melt this shit down, scrap up this cardboard, and there's an ease in our material shortage. But that doesn't happen. Well, they didn't give a shit about that in the 50s, 60s, 70s. But you would think now with the Go Green movement and everything trying to be environmentally friendly that they would do that. And I was reading about a company... I have it written down here. Hang on. The record label called Needs Not for Profit and a pressing plant called Green Vinyl Records, which, if I remember correctly, was a Dutch pressing plant. Oh, that's right. You were talking about this the other day, too. Yep. They are trying to make a 100% recyclable vinyl material. And the process for it, instead of stamping onto a plate and being heated and pressurized like how a record is now, they right. use injection molding to inject the material and surround the plate. And I'm curious to see if that yeah, will make a difference curious. in the sound quality because if they can pull that off and do it well, then that would help drastically for the delay in records. But the main thing, I think, is... There will I mean, always be a controversy. Yeah, and I mean, even back to the 70s, there was a delay and right. stuff. It's always been there, but it's just now... The demand outweighs it by so far that it's an actual issue. Yeah, it's it's affecting everything, man. And, like, Jack White had that video where he was urging Sony and Warner Brothers and all the main big plants to put fucking pressing plants back in America because, like he said, it's not just a fad anymore. It's not just a a passing trend. Right, it's not going anywhere. It's taken over CDs. It's taken over tapes. It's taken over every single other form of media. And it's consumed so heavily, but it seems like nobody gives two shits about it. And I understand that there are many, many other things going on in the world that take precedence over this. And I'm not going to get into that because this is not a fucking political podcast. But the people that care, at least, like the label heads, you would think, okay, if we can crank shit out at a better time schedule, put releases out at least closer to on time, and give these smaller bands hope that their albums will actually be pressed and put out in stores and distributed and do well, you would think that that would be good for labels. I think uh, if they I just were, know they're going to get their money one way or another at this point. Yeah. just And that and that's goes back to why sucks. they're cranking out all that bullshit repeat shit. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't want to say bullshit, sucks. I'm sorry, but I like Fleetwood Mac, I like Led Zeppelin, I like most of those bands that get repopped a million times. But, but those go with those bands that... I mean, we grew up on their greatest hits right. era, and, and could not just escape heard it. it endlessly. And yeah. like it or not, you know it. I'm not throwing shade at anybody who comes into the store. You know, I don't want people to come in and be like, "Fuck, this guy was making fun of Fleetwood Mac. I don't want to buy it now." Like, I'm gonna seem like a dork. Buy it. 
It's a great album. They did many great albums. But the problem is, is they're making too many of them when they already made right. millions and millions of them to begin with. We just use that example because that was sold at the height of vinyl sales in the 70s. So it's a good good comparison to use, you know. And it used to be a cheap album. Yeah. Mirage yep. and Rumors and um, Bear Trees and, I don't know, all that stuff. It was 10 $15 mint, and now, like, yeah, that's, that's we can't even keep them mind. in at 25 at a VG plus. They just go every single time. When I acquired some of my mom's records, she had a still in shrink rumors, which I still have. I mean, it's like fucking mint. And um, then self titled Fleetwood Mac with Stevie. Like Ryan said, they were, you know, $2, maybe dollar, $3, whatever. And 25 bucks, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. For fucking an album that sold seven, eight million copies when it came out. I don't know what its initial sales were, but I know it's well over that now. Oh, definitely. To me, it's not worth a $25 price tag. Like No, and that's just and it. There's so many times where we're pricing shit in the record store where... Like the other day, the Cars' first album. Right. You remember two, three, four years ago, every single record show you went to, every single anything you went to. It was like a $5 record. There was a whole run of Cars shit. Yep. It was a $5 record all day. It mids at 25 now. Yeah, that's... Mids. Like, so a VG copy would be a $25 record for one of the most popular albums of all time. I mean, that either goes to show you the demand of people buying this stuff or inflation or both, but it's, it's just crazy to me that some of the things when I first came into this store, when Steve first opened the store, have climbed like triple, quadruple in price, and then some of the things that have gone down. Oh, most definitely. When I started collecting records from Steve and he had the thrift store, I could get, like he said, the cars. I probably have 15 bucks into my entire cars collection, you know. That's about what I have. And, and I have every album. Me, yeah, me too. Except the very last one I don't think I, I have. I don't have the latest one without, um, without Benjamin, Benjamin Orr. Benjamin right. Yeah. That one that they did before Rick died. Yep. I don't have that. But my point being is, yeah, um, $25 a pop now. It just, that's supply and demand, I guess, but damn, that shit just blows my mind. And Elvis used to be really expensive, and Elvis dropped down a little bit now, I've noticed. Up until that movie just came out? Oh, now it's bouncing back. We've been selling the ever-living shit out of Elvis and Olivia Newton-John, because she just Cause passed she, Right, away. okay, and that brings me up to another point with the, the Walmart thing. I saw that. This was before she died, and they had physical repressed. And they were pushing it. And that album is fucking awful, man. Like, I don't know if anybody knows the Let's Get Physical song. Uh, <laughs> I can hear it in my head. Yeah, me too. Now, maybe it's just because of my era, but I fucking hate that song. And it's creepy. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> There's a lot of 80s pop songs that I like, but that's not one of them. Ugh. The Outfield is another album that, uh, you know, Say It Isn't So and I Don't Want to Lose Your Love Tonight, that album. It, that was another one that used to be five ten dollars. I know. I it, actually paid ten dollars for it, and that was a lot back. Yeah, like twelve years ago. I think I probably paid five or ten a few years ago for like a mint copy. Yeah, because I love that record. It's oh, great. dude, it's fucking it's awesome. It's my, underrated like a yeah, motherfucker. One of my guilty pleasure records. You throw uh, that on yeah, in the yeah, morning, yeah. and you're like, today's gonna be a good day. Yep. Another shout out to Phil though on that one. <laughs> but uh, it just goes up. 
Like I know that one high is at a hundred bucks on Discogs right now. Wow. And that was probably some circumstance that caused it to be like that. It might have been autographed or sealed or whatever. Yeah, Somebody yeah. got lucky and sold one. But the fact that it mids at like 30 is still fucking insane. Uh, right. Collecting is a motherfucker. It's crazy to see the price of shit. Like, I, uh... I've often bought CDs of albums that... I mean, because you got to like keep your sanity somewhere. Like, Oh, I, yeah, dude. Cradle of Filth, Nymphetamine. One record I really, really want. I have the CD, CDs, 10, 15 bucks, records, fucking 600. Damn. <laughs> like, I ain't paying that for it. Fuck no. I'll wait until it's 20th anniversary when they press right. it on some fucking random color. Holy shit. Change the cover and then get it then for 30. But I'll play the CD all day for now, you know? Like, well, it's like that. you said, with everything coming out, man, if they have like... Even two hundred, let's say two hundred records are being released every week. Not even new, not necessarily new bands. Some new bands, but just let's say two hundred different albums are pressed every week. You can't. Nobody can keep up with that. It's not humanly possible. Your attention span doesn't. It's just, even I can't keep up with that. That's and what I mean. My nobody. job is to try to keep up with. Right. That. Every single day, I go through my distributor list to see what's coming out. I go on multiple websites to see what's upcoming. I mean, I make lists of shit. Like, I make lists of things to give out to people. Like, I have customers that I'm like, this is in your wheelhouse. This is what's coming out. Here's your list of shit. Here's the price. Here's the dates. That's what you get when you come here. And, yeah, can't do that at Walmart. There's too much, almost. Like, But at the same time, not enough. There's always new music coming out right. and shit. But... I would just like to see all of the independent artists get their fair shot at being able to take advantage of the popularity of the media in general right now. Oh, because totally agreed. You're putting in all the work to do all the music, all of that, etc. And you basically have to rely on streaming royalties because you're fucked if you, you know, you want to wait six, eight months to put your stuff out. And a lot of people have to do pre-orders, which I don't like pre-orders personally because yeah i want to see what i get and i've been burned a couple of times yeah where you pre-order something and there's 20 delays on it you don't get it for a year or at all yeah like or when it does just told you about yep the sisters of mercy book fucking piss me off there was a conway the machine tape that came out and they made the tape a cool design and i ordered one and i kept seeing people get theirs so i messaged the company i'm like yo where's my tape and they're like oh we ran out of those and i was like I ordered it the day it came out. I was in the website the first five minutes of the website. Yeah, they took your money? And they just took my money. And I tried reasoning with them and had to, but I ended up having to make a PayPal claim out of it, and now I just won't do business with that company anymore. Yeah, that's a shame. But a lot of artists have to pre-order their shit because that takes all the risk out of it for them. They're not putting all their money up and waiting X amount of months to get it. And then oh, hope they're that getting a sells. guaranteed sale. They're already guaranteed selling yeah. it. But then the customers are pissed because, I mean, everything has a fucking pre-order now. Like, I've seen T-shirts that are pre-orders, books that have pre-orders, CDs, tapes, records. Yeah, pre-orders Fuck, used I've to seen be a furniture that had pre-orders. Yeah. Dude, it's ridiculous. It but it's a... all the delays. Me, personally, like, I'm not going to let a company take my money half a year to a year in advance. Like, that's like a Kickstarter campaign almost. That, that You're is. putting up your money to do that. As an independent artist for them, I don't mind doing it for them because, I mean, you're one guy, you're, you know. And I just I'm, think it has a lot to do with politics, to be honest. 
Ixne on the. <laughs> I, mean, I don't that's mind what doing it, it for to. the smaller people because you know they do what they got to do, and a lot of them that I've dealt with, they won't even do pre-orders anymore. They wait until their shit comes in to even announce it because there's so much that goes with the pre-order, and they're tired of getting blasted with negative comments on the delays and stuff that's out of their hands due to everything that we spoke on and so some places won't do it but a lot of places still do i don't like the pre-orders but yeah i don't it's care the for state it of the industry that we're in and well you're kind of forced is. to at some point and again you got to pick and choose how important is it well discussing all of this the state of the vinyl industry People just need to support their local businesses as far as getting what you want in the vinyl community and the vinyl experience. You need to come into a store. And please, please do not come into the store, look at a price tag, see that it's $1 or $2 more here, and then go, oh, I can order that on Amazon. Yeah, you can. But like, you're not, you're not ultimately the in the end, thing. you got to pay for your Prime membership, right? Correct. So there's that extra $1 to $2 that you're griping about you're already paying that in your prime membership one way or another it's annoying to the store because you're like fuck i could have made that sale and now they're griping about amazon or whatever and i don't know amazon's the same as walmart you're not going to get that experience they don't give a shit like yeah that that 25 dollars to them is pennies uh, less than pennies that 25 dollars to a store is that motherfucker's dinner you might have bought my kid dinner that day or something like that means a lot to me all the people that come into the store that would rather get things from here that would rather see the store flourish and not be like ah, we went to walmart for this because they had this color we went to amazon because they had this color urban outfitters or wherever yeah this place is like a barber shop i want to see less of that in people hopefully but unfortunately like that's climate of everything we live in you can get anything on amazon and people are aware of that and I hear it all the time in many circumstances. Like, you'll hear, oh, I can get this on Amazon for cheaper. I can get this on Amazon. Like, people don't realize what they're doing, doing that. Like, that hurts right. your community every yeah. single time. So then 10 years from now, if this record store is not here and you're complaining about it and you were one of those people. That's your fault. Probably partially your fault. And I'm not trying to single out anybody, you know, if you know, if you've ever bought and shit on Amazon, Walmart, or whatever, cool. It's your money, I don't care. If you take it home, you don't play it, you sit it on a wall, you use it as a frisbee, that's, yeah, that's on you. Business. Whatever is your money, do what you want with it. I'm just speaking from the business side of things. And from the consumer side, the only thing frustrating is waiting for certain presses, and that's out of, that's out of your control. Yeah. You can still enjoy the music, and I mean, that's what it's all about in the end anyway, for me, I guess, you know. That's what it should be about. It shouldn't be a status. It shouldn't be competition it shouldn't be oh no collecting should you know, be whether you're playing like on a nice a, hobby. whether you're playing on a thirty thousand dollar stereo a hundred thousand dollar stereo or a thirty dollar stereo as long as you're getting enjoyment out of it that's what matters exactly and that's what it's made for you know you're not it's not made for you to just sit there and fucking stare at enjoy it pop it on the record player if you open a record the value is not going to immediately go away sometimes it helps it sell sealed things can be harder to sell down the road if it crosses your mind 
to open it or not, you okay. shouldn't have bought it in the first place. <laughs> exactly. I hope all the people buying stuff at least give it like one playthrough just to get the experience of it. You know, it's a more, you're dropping the needle on your record. You're getting that initial sound of the stylus meeting the record and your amp picking up that sound. I don't know. To me, it's a more personal experience than just press and play oh, on a definitely. phone. I just hope, you know, all people get the same out of that and enjoy Like the enjoy whole ritual it. of it, definitely. Yeah. But at the same time, like, don't stress yourself out and don't break your bank over it. No, and you don't have to. But, but anyways, I feel like we kind of got off topic rambling here a little or whatever. Bit. But this is our... You know, our rant, I guess, on the state of records and the delays and the things that have caused it. There's a million and one other things, but we didn't want to bore you to death with every single little detail. I mean, this is the way things are, and hopefully they change. Hopefully it gets easier, better, and, you know, for the business standpoint and for the consumer side, I want to see a smooth falling process for everybody so everybody can enjoy it and the store can stay here to flourish and... You know, record store days continue to grow, and the store continues to grow, our selection, etc. I'd just like to also thank everybody who's been tuning in lately. Uh, we really appreciate it. It makes us continue to go. And the three people in Germany and one in Portugal. Yeah, Portugal. Whatever, How you doing? You know, wherever else. People who have found us that don't know us. What's up? Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, right. Hopefully this brought you some information. If you ever had any questions as to why sometimes things take so long to come out or, you know, why is there this color and this color and this color and this color and why this one says it's limited but it's not actually limited or whatever it is or you know if you were curious about the record store day first an exclusive thing hopefully this was informational to you and answered a couple questions or gave you a perspective that you didn't have or you know kind of let you step into the business side of things if you're not familiar with it or whatever so i gotta get up front and open the store because it's 11:30, and there's probably people up there already but steve's up there yeah, so thank you all the people for listening in this week. We will have another episode coming next week as usual. I don't really have a set schedule for those. I've just been releasing them as we right. get done. Well, the next one's going to be a battle of the band's albums, so to speak. And Ryan and I are going to compare albums that we feel are the best of a certain group where we disagree on that. He has an album, I have an album, and it's the same band, and we're going to see why we like one over the other three very very different bands too so tune in all right peace out y'all have a good day